You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi, this is Sarah, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about breaking through our limiting labels and beliefs so that we can live true to who we were meant to be. Now, this week, I'm joined by Maria Lees, and she is the conductor of a conversation all about change. So we're going to touch on different aspects of it, how we define it, why we avoid it, what adapting to change looks like and the benefits of it, and then once we know we're in a phase, where do we go from there? So I hope that you enjoy this conversation between Maria and I. We would love to hear your thoughts about it. So feel free to reach out and let us know other conversations you'd like to hear. So with that, here's to Maria. Okay, so today we are going to be chatting to discuss change, specifically kind of changes that different people experience in their life. It could be big changes, small changes, but the whole concept of life transition, things evolving and looking different. So to get started, Sarah, I, I would love to hear how you specifically would define change. What does it mean to you when you hear that word? You know, I think about change as being something that is transforming, right? It's going from one state to another um, or one season in life to another, or it could be an organizational change, right? Depending on your context. So whatever is it currently is no longer, right? It's shifting in some way. And, you know, and I also always remember it's a constant. No matter how much we push back against it, it's happening all around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that changes. It's always part of our lives. And, you know, we, I like, I feel that I often am trying to push back against change. Um, but it is something that, you know, the sooner we can kind of accept the reality that it's always happening in some capacity, probably the more peaceful we feel in the midst of it. Exactly. So, so I know that change, I kind of alluded to one way that I react to change, but change elicits a lot of different types of reactions in different people. Sometimes it's just based on personality. Sometimes it's based on circumstances. Um, but what are kind of some common reactions that you see when people are experiencing change in their lives? Yeah, that's a great question. So you gave like the top one, right? That pushback resisting. That's one of the most common ones, you know? So, you know, we can feel that pushback, we can be, um, we actually can be very active in our pushback. You know, it's like when someone says they haven't even finished asking you what they want you to do that involves change and you say no, right? It's like immediate knee jerk. Um, but it is resistance to change really is one of the most common. You can also see the uh, uncertainty or anxiety that can come up, you know, when people are whether it's pushing back or just reacting, it's like just that kind of uncomfortable uncertainty or anxiety. And again, to your point, depending on people's own past histories and experiences that may or may not be um, a reaction, oftentimes people feel the fear of loss. So, and it might not be expressed in that way, but it's letting know, you know, you're letting go of a familiar routine. 
it, this is a good example is like when someone says, you know, I need to change what I'm eating because I don't feel well. Okay, well, one of the first things to do is get rid of these foods. Yeah, can I feel better without doing that, right? I don't want to change what's familiar, my routines or any of that kind of thing. So it can be very tiny or it can be like we're moving geography and I'm going to miss my family and my friends and work. But, you know, sometimes people don't realize that change can also show up as excitement or anticipation. You know, like um, I've got friends whose kids are going away to college. Huge change, right? They're excited, right? New openings, right? And that can lead to adaptation and resilience, you know, so that there can be a lot of reactions. And then sometimes there's just the down and out denial. I'm not dealing with the change. My head's going in the sand. So there's just a lot of different ways that people can react to change. Yeah. I I think I've experienced all of those <laughs> in different moments in my life. Um, I'm curious, Sarah, when you think about like your own personal experiences with change, do you notice that you react in similar ways or does it vary kind of? Depending on the situation, it varies. You know, change that I am not surprised is happening. So, I mean, like there are just inflection points in our life that you know ahead of time there will be a change, right? You know at some point your kids will no longer be in your home. They'll grow up. They're not going to be babies, right? You know that's coming. So you can mentally start thinking about that. Um, or you can be in total denial and wonder how they turned 18 when you weren't even paying attention. But so on those things, my reaction is more, uh, I'm less resistant. I'm more accepting. And I tend to be more proactive. I start looking for how do I want the new thing to be experienced in my life. So there's less pushback. But honestly, when I'm surprised by huge change and I have, quote unquote, other plans, I could go into resistance too and I can dig in my heels and say no. And I may not even be out loud, but it's like, yeah. no, it's going to happen that way. Um, or like when life turned into upheaval and you had plans, I can get mad just like anybody else. It's like, but I had these other plans, right? And then what? Life happens. You just, you adapt, you pivot. Or if you don't pivot, if I choose to just stay mad, um, I basically have a, a miserable existence, right? I can choose to have a different um, re reaction and be more yeah. proactive. And that really, then my experience is a lot more filled with curiosity. I'm excited. I'm learning. I'm meeting new people. I'm stretching, right? I'm, I'm like it or not, things are not the same. So move on, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love if we can elaborate a little bit more just kind of on what you're talking about, um, about resisting change or avoiding change. You know, I do think you're absolutely right. It's something that probably all of us do at some point or another. Um, some maybe more than others, just, you know, our own unique differences. But what are some of the main reasons you see why people try to avoid change? I know you mentioned the fear of loss, but are there other ones? Well, sure. We like to be comfortable, right? We like to know that um, we're going to be safe. We're going to be have our needs met. You know, there is a lot of reasons. And some of them are unconscious. We may not even know that we're resisting or avoiding or reacting in that way. It's just this unconscious desire to not be out of control in some respect, like to know that, okay, if I come home, I can anticipate having these things there. Um, 
But actually, Maria, you know, I was talking with someone the other day, and we were talking about, like, the magnitude of change in specific that this one person had gone through. And I said, you know, avoiding change or getting so comfortable because you don't want change, your comfort can end up being your coffin. You know, it's like you just, your world mm-hmm. learns smaller and smaller. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it can be very subtle. I know when I'm resisting something, I will notice that I do a lot more household chores. Like, oh, wow, everything's looking clean. There's no dirty laundry. The dishes are clean. And those are micro avoidances. They're not on big life change. Um, but it's it's that putting off what I know I need to do in the moment. So those are little signs to me sometimes that uh, sometimes it's just because that needs to be done and I'm choosing it. But if I know there's something else I should be doing, those are little signs to me like, what are you avoiding here? You know? um, yeah. So what about you? You know, I think the that concept of micro avoidance is a really interesting one that I could probably spend a long time unpacking for myself. I know for me, like right off the bat, um, I also can slip into habits like, you know, just busying myself or, or I notice that when there's things going on that I'm uncomfortable with or changes are happening in my life that I am, you know, struggling to accept or adjust to, the amount of time that I spend listening to podcasts or scrolling on social media dramatically increases. Distraction. <laughs> Distraction, exactly. Distraction. And it's and it's an avoidance of silence for me. And I think that um, that's something that I've learned about myself is that when I am avoiding change, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts because that will make me think about the changes that are happening. And then I get stressed and and so then I start filling the silence with things and like whatever I can do to just like drown out the noise in my own head, um, you know, which is not always healthy, but it is good to be aware of. Well, but great awareness on your part, right? So you could say, okay, you can do this for 15 minutes and then we're going to get back to life, you know? Right. I don't think it's terrible sometimes to give yourself time out and do that kind of stuff because Sometimes if you can just have some space, you can come back and things look different, especially if the change is something that feels overwhelming to you. And if you just can take a pause or like I like to say, take a beat, just take a beat, take a breath, give yourself some grace, right? Step back, Um, but not forever. You know, not you can't do it forever. Yeah. What do you think are because some people probably do. Um, you know, avoid change indefinitely, you know, kind of like you said, stick your head in the sand and deny that it's even happening. What would you say are some of the consequences of doing that, of perpetually just pushing back? Well, um, first of all, you can get um, locked in. So I'm trying to think about it in a way that makes sense. So stagnate number one, right? So you, by avoiding it, you can just stagnate where you are. And that can lead to really having your own dreams and hopes unfulfilled because you're not moving forward. And there is a concept in nature that if you're not growing, you're, um, I don't want to say decomposing, but you are like, you're dying in some way, right? You're either growing or if you stop moving forward, you're like, if your life is over and your body stops functioning, it starts decomposing. Right. It just starts mm-hmm. breaking apart because that's mm-hmm. nature. So it's that concept of if you are avoiding change or you're not 
embracing new experiences or opportunities that's that whole stagnation thing the thing for me that always has been kind of a fraud for me to accept change is i don't like the sense of missed opportunities because there's always some possibilities and um, advancements if i will be willing to step into change and i know you have too maria some amazing people um, and had great experiences by being willing to to step out and accept some change and try new things right so mm -hmm. which opens up an opportunity for new professional things new relationships new personal development all of that by being willing right so that that whole concept of missed opportunities um and then like if you keep pushing back and avoiding long enough your ability to adapt your resilience i think that muscle quote unquote it's not really a muscle but the practice of it becomes weakened and so our ability to adapt and be resilient diminishes right so mm -hmm. um because we're not we're not trying to bounce back from challenges we're not even trying to deal with our challenges so that yeah i think over time then you become more not physically fragile but certainly that as well but more fragile in life, like everything feels like an assault. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like that's very prevalent in our world today. You just hear so much messaging, whether it's, you know, in the news or in social media or just in conversations with people that it's that whole victim mentality thing of life is happening to me and this is hard and, you know, and I wonder how much of that comes out of just that deep in, you know, innate resistance to to change, because like you said, it's always happening. So I think it's a combo, right? It can be a thing from change, but it also can be so um, that can also come from people telling you things are terrible and, you know, and these are rotten things instead of having the reaction like, OK, those things exist right now. I don't have to like them. I don't have to agree with them. But sit and wanting them to stop, it's kind of like a fool's errand. It's like looking at a river and saying, I really need you to slow down your flow because, you know, I, I can't be in a class four river flow. It's like, well, then get off the river or move where it's safer, but don't ask the river to change yet, right? I mean, don't wait for it to change till you figure out what you need to do. Not a good metaphor. But um I think that whole sense, and then people accept that they're powerless when in fact we are not, because we can choose how we think about things and we can always take some small action. It may not change the situation, but you know, when we do that, it also tells us we have power, you know? So that whole thing of accepting that um, things are too big for you to handle, change is too hard for you to handle, it's not true. You know, the human species has been around. There have been really bad situations. There will be again, but be resilient if we just practice those muscles. And, you know, I don't want to be flippant, but kind of go with the flow sometimes and quit pushing back against the stream and figure out what works best for us. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like at least my experience has been in the moments when I can just get myself out of my head and start going with the flow and just realize, there are sometimes changes that are outside of my control and to stop resisting and just let it happen. That's when peace comes. Like it gets easier, you know, just not that the process is easier, but just the internal experience of it 
it is easier when you can when you can get into that headspace of okay I'm just going to kind of receive this moment for what it is and we're going to move on well nurse you can always learn something from it right you learn something about yourself if nothing else mm-hmm. now shifting gears just a little bit you made a comment that got me thinking um how sometimes changes in our lives you know they can feel harder because of the voices of other people telling us that they're so hard and you know and then happens sometimes where you know you can be going through something and everything you're hearing from other people is oh poor you you know how do you what would you suggest to people who are who are experiencing that where you know it's it's hard to block that out you know what that is one of my biggest beefs and i you can hear it you know you'll be in conversations and someone will start saying this is really rotten and someone says yeah no kidding you know and i can't believe that happened to you and I, I'm thinking, stop talking. Both of you, mm-hmm. stop talking. Because you're perpetuating the poor you. So I try, when when I'm in that situation and someone is doing that, I try to say, that sucks, right? I don't add anything further than that. I try to be empathetic without getting, you know, one of my husband's favorite sayings is, already in a hole, stop digging. Just stop digging. And I, you know, the first time I heard that, I thought, well, how empathetic is that? It's really true. Stop digging yourself in a hole. Now, if you're the person who's had the bad situation or you're really struggling with something, you know, those are the times when I want to talk to someone who can help me. I don't want someone to tell me how bad my life is, but I want someone I can say, first, let me just kind of do my little dump for Mm -hmm. a couple of minutes. But I don't want you to agree that what I'm, my perception is correct. I just want a sounding board that maybe you can help me see it differently because mm-hmm. it's not hard to find people who will tell you how they agree with how crappy, whatever your situation is. It's harder to find people who are going to want to champion you to get out and be proactive about resolving it um, yeah. because it's going to make you stretch. But the first thing you can really do is stop talking. You know, think about what's coming out of your mouth because the stories you say externally keep going into yourself. Um, and tell you that's the way life is. So we are in charge of what we say. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's a good encouragement too for, you know, both in, in what we share as we process changes in our lives with other people, but also in how we receive others that might be sharing with, with us. Um, just to keep in mind that, you know, piling on or agreeing just I, I think sometimes we do that just in try, in trying to be sympathetic and kind, we end up, can, we can make it worse by saying, oh yeah, that, you know, too well, much sympathy. Is not says, you think that's bad. I'll tell you the worst story. It's like, stop talking. Right. Stop right. Talking. But we, we do it in the name of connection. Like we're trying to connect. We're trying to show sympathy, but sometimes it's making it worse. It is. Well, and I have, People don't like it when you stop that flow. I'm going to tell you this right now. When you push back, and no matter how gentle you do it, people sometimes just like bitching about stuff. Um, So I will tell you, I've done it. And then you can feel the chill. It's like, well, why do you have to be such a buzzkill, right? And I think it's okay. But if it goes on a while, I say, does anybody have something upbeat to talk about? Someone to have good news? And then it's like all of a sudden people's awareness is there. I think it's a slippery slope and we don't always pay attention to when we've started sliding down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think taking that step back and just 
calling to mind awareness of our situation is so important. Awareness of our moments. Yeah. And we can always leave the situation, right? You're at dinner and someone's like going on about something and you're thinking, please. It's like, Hey, I'll be right back. And they should go do a few dishes, right? Just, and then give it time to pause. Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening the Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included what our plans are, and better yet, you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership. So don't wait. Click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens. We get to do a little R&R, little learning, support one another, and really grow and expand in ourselves, in our lives, and impact the world in a profound way way. So come on over, join us. So we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, what does it mean to adapt to change and, and why that's important. Obviously, we don't want to get stuck. We don't, you know, that whole concept you talked about, about if you're not growing, you're decomposing. Which yeah, I know that's not the right word, but you get the point. I love it. I love it. Um, but do you have any other like practical tips or strategies to help, you know, if somebody is in, a, they're currently in a season of change, life is transitioning, and maybe it feels hard. How do you make that intentional choice to adapt? Uh, I'll tell you the three things I try to do. And there's, there's many others. So these are not the only three, but I really think open-minded and flexible, right? So just look around, see how many different ways you can look at your situation. Sometimes you can do an exercise and say, current situation, right? And then even do on a piece, split on a piece of paper, what I think it is, what it actually could be, what else might it be? And just like, it's basically just a brain dump, right? Um, but really think about the different perspectives that people may apply to that. And sometimes you can make up people in your head if you if you can play in your head and just say, okay, here's how I perceive this. How might someone I know and respect perceive this, right? And just look at it from a different way. But really trying to stay open-minded and flexible can be helpful. Um, you mentioned this already. Focus on what you can control. If you can't control it, let it go because you're not going to change it. You can't control it. I mean, people go, well, I don't like this or I don't like this in the politics or whatever. It's like, can you control it? Is there something you can do today that's going to turn that tide? Then let it go. Focus on what you can control. And if you're, what you can control is a conversation with someone that might ultimately do that, great. But really just um, let go of the uncontrollable elements of the change and, and focus on what you personally can control or influence. You might not even be control, but you can influence it. Um, and then look at some of the actionable steps you can take related to that. That'll go towards positive outcome for you and for whomever is affected by the change. And then I think uh, one of the things I always like to remind myself and others is seek support from people who are your champions, like who are unbiased. So not people are going to try and steer you to be the kind of person they want you to be, but someone who's got your back, 
someone mm-hmm. has your best interest at heart, even if it's not in their best interest, right? They're willing to say, okay, I wish they would do this, but honestly for them, this is what is best. They've got that mindset when they're talking to you. Um, but reach out to, and that can be family, friends, colleagues, um, but you want to think about that or community. If you're in a church community where you have that or some other group, um, reach out and share your concerns. And, and oftentimes those folks can help you be a, they can be a mirror for you and see if that's realistic. Um, what, how else might you look at this? Um, you don't want them comparing stories. You're looking to them to kind of be a mirror and, and help you think about different ways to perceive it. Um, and then my favorite always is to learn or acquire a new skill or information that can help shift how I'm thinking about the situation. Um, because I re- there's always an opportunity for growth and change. Like mm-hmm. it or not, we can change and grow. Um, and, you know, I've been around a while. And when I look back over the decades, I remember those points where I was like, oh, this is so hard to go through. And But if I were honest and I asked myself, would I have foregone that? No, because that kind of was like, they say, going through the fire. Having to figure that out and go through that and recognize that um, it honed my skills, it honed my ability to perceive different ways of doing things, I wouldn't get rid of that. So even though change can be hard, um, and I'm not saying to ignore how you feel about change, but recognize that it is going to look different five years, three years, six months when you're looking back on it, it's going to look different because you'll be in a different space. Time will have passed um, and you will be different because of it. So you might as well choose to be different in a positive way um, that you've learned and grown instead of just being bitter and angry that you had to change. Mm. I love that. I think um, you hit the nail on the head there with the whole concept of, you know, if we look back at the ways that life has changed in the past and the things that felt so hard in the moment, most of the time, I mean, I agree with you. I would say the same thing. The hardest seasons that I've had to go through, I wouldn't, go back and undo them um, because so much of who I am today is because of them. So it is when you allow the process to happen and you kind of lean into it and you, you know, accept those as opportunities for learning and growth and learning new skills and, you know, becoming more self-aware, it makes us better. We become better versions of ourselves and better for the people. Wow. Totally agree. I think the only, the other thing that I might use as a tip for, um, for adapting to change something that's been helpful for me is just practicing gratitude. You know, I think when things are feeling overwhelming or, or just unfamiliar, um, something that always helps kind of ground me back into reality is like, all right, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to list them out if I need to like write them down. What are the things I'm grateful for today because even in the most, you know, overwhelming or new or, you know, whatever circumstances, there are things that are still good and still familiar. Um, and, and taking a moment to reflect on those, I find to be particularly helpful. Well, the power in doing that, Maria, is you change your state, right? So the minute you start writing what you're grateful for, you can't do two things at the same time, right? You can't be grateful and pissed off at the same time, right? I'm grateful for, like, it just doesn't work, right? So you've changed your brain state, your mind state, which gives you a a pause, 
to go mm-hmm. and take, you know, so that's a really great exercise to do in general. And especially if you're feeling that whole pushback to change, it's helpful. Yeah. Now, what would you say? Um, we've kind of talked a lot about changes that maybe are, are difficult or maybe something that people didn't want or didn't anticipate. But what about those changes that are exactly what people want? They may have intentionally sought them out and they still feel hard. What would you say in those circumstances? I'd be curious why they feel hard, right? Is it hard because all of a sudden you don't feel you deserve what you desired and it came, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is it hard because um, it's just a new you and now you feel you're separated? I mean, think about it. The loss could be a loss of comfort. It can also be a loss of um, like that change would be so great, right? You get this great job and great promotion. But now you're a quote unquote new version of you, and that's an identity shift. So that can be, I say, honestly, um, be kind to yourself, right? Just Mm -hmm. try to be kind to yourself. Give yourself time to adapt to the change because even when it's what we want, it's still new. And Mm -hmm. until things become a little more familiar to us, and you know, it's like the first time you do, you turn in a paper or you do something it always feels a little bit awkward at first because it's not familiar. So yeah. it's that whole thing of just trying to be kind to yourself, give yourself some space and grace. Um, and just remember that you will have your own strategies, things that'll work best for you. But I, I do really think that um, time and space and just, play it out for a little bit will help because all change good or bad Mm -hmm. is transitory. Like that's just a blip in time. Even the good stuff is just a blip in time because you're next thing. Yeah. It goes back to what you said at the very beginning of this conversation. (laughs) Uh, Change is transformation. You know, it's something that was is no longer and you have to kind of adjust. And even if it's good, I love, I love what you said space and time. I think that's so helpful. That is, that has definitely been my experience in many things, but I I think specifically about each time one of my kids was born and it's like, okay, this is a super great thing. Exactly what we wanted. So hard. Just take some time, you know, and allowing that space can, can make the process a little bit easier. Well, I, I recall your first child was a bigger deal than your third child, right? I don't mean less or more important. I mean like the shifting. Yes. The adjustment period was longer and harder for sure. Yep. Yeah. Because we didn't great. know what to expect. Exactly. And yeah. now you know what to expect and you've taken it on and plus a lot more in your life. So. Yeah, but but I guess that kind of, you know, that's a good um, summation of what we've been talking about, though. When you lean into change one at a time, it stretches our resiliency muscles so that when more change comes down the road, it doesn't feel as big. You know, it's it's easier to, we're more flexible. More flexible. Your muscle is a little more flexible. <laughs> you don't need to take two aspirin and call your doctor in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just to kind of wrap things up, you did mention at one point that one of the things that can be so helpful when you are navigating change is to find that community of champions that can support you and be a mirror for you and a sounding board. And I know that we have a pretty amazing community in the sandbox that 
um, filled with so many resources, people. And I, I just would love to hear how you see the sandbox community supporting people that might be going through a season of change. Well, heck, that's a great question because it's still unfolding, you know. So um, I've had so many recent conversations with folks. It's not even part of the sandbox that I'm thinking this could be happening in the sandbox with more than just myself, although I'm happy to be in there with you. So just conversations like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing at work or my team and I are in this space and I have this idea. Can I just bounce it off of somebody before I go full steam ahead because I feel isolated, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to make a decision and I, maybe I'm the sole leader. Or I have one or two people. Number of reasons why people may or may not feel like they have a close by community. But in the sandbox, really the rules for being in there are you're there to serve, there to help and give feedback, not to sell services, but to give help and feedback, to honest feedback if it's requested. And I, I just think about the co-creation that can come in there. And when someone says, well, I'm struggling with this, or I have this idea, and you get someone from the other side of the country or another country indeed, right, who says, have you ever tried this? Because I did this and this was my result. Or could I just send this to you? It might help. That kind of thing could be really powerful. Um, so that's one of the easiest things. And I, I just recorded this. I got permission after the fact, but we just, you know, had this three-person meetup. Just like, hey, you two might meet each other. So we had the introducer come on. And I just said, hey, I'd like to know what you're doing, right? And we've ended up finding out how many things in common. Then all of a sudden merged into like, what can we do to support each other? That was not scheduled. There was no agenda for this. What happens when you come and you meet people and you say, well, we're working on this. Well, have you mm -hmm. thought about this? Right. Mm -hmm. It's just a place where people can share and um, then help once something's figured out, help them think about, well, what's next steps if you want them. So that's part of the sandbox. Um, and then the other thing, if you like, just when you were talking earlier about I need to step back, scroll through social media, I would recommend not doing that, but perhaps coming in and sitting in the book corner, like where we're talking about a book that might have be an analogy for life that could help get you centered. Um, there's, you know, there's just different places to be. So I'm excited about that, about people just being people um, mm -hmm. without the sense of having to do or be super busy, but to have thoughtful conversations with one another about like, hey, what about this? Um, and I want to be clear that it isn't about telling people that what they think is wrong. So really in community rules, you don't get to tell people that they are wrong, you know, but you have to be there to uplift and help them do better in life. So um, I don't know, Maria, what would you say about that? I agree. I, I think the sandbox is a place for connection. And I, I think when you said um, a place for thoughtful conversations, that's that's what really resonates with me so much about what we're building in the sandbox. I think it's something that's so rare. I think there are many platforms where you can find arguments, where you can find venting or ranting or all sorts of, you know, different types of communication. There aren't a lot of places where you can have a true thoughtful conversation with people and you can hear different perspectives and share your own and and receive insight from you know just genuinely well-meaning individuals and I, I think that's such a gift to be able to have 
kind of us people that the goal is to serve, like you said, it's to engage with others, connect with others, you know, hopefully receive, but also offer some value. Well, the great thing about it is um, the more I've talked to people, and I do, like especially our podcast guests, um, can I say, what do you think about this? And they'll say, I want in, right? I want to be a part of that because my mission in life is uplifting others, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many like minds. They don't say that it has to be a certain way. It's like, I want people to feel their empowerment, to know that they're not victims, some of what you've already talked about today. And I think, perfect. That's our goal, right? So people feel empowered, yep, empowered, equipped, and they're off to lift up others in the world. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful thing that everybody that kind of, you know, wants to be a part of this community would describe their mission in life as trying to support other people. And that, you know, you it, when you come to the sandbox, that's what you can count on. Everybody that you interact with, we are, we're all doing different things, comes in many different packages. Um, but that's the underlying goal. It's the common uni- unifying thread throughout yep. the whole community. Exactly. All right. Well, Sarah, this has been a very wonderful conversation about change. It's given me a lot to think about and a lot to chew on, and hopefully will be a blessing to whoever hears snippets of it. I agree. And before we uh, wrap this up, because if people are watching this, here's the question. Who do you have with you today? Who do you have right here today with you, Maria? Who's with me? Yeah. This is my this is my littlest daughter. This is Emmy. She is old and currently only wants to nap on mama. So that's what we're doing today. So we get to see Emmy during our our meetings, which is great. Um, but she's super cute and out like a light right now. (laughs) Yep, she's finally finally sleeping. For the child who did not want to take a nap. Just 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Funny how that works. We sit outside, we listen to the birds, and she goes right to sleep. That a girl. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Maria. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.